Hi, I'm Clifton Warren, and welcome to the Top Producer Podcast. Who are you going to call? And this is a challenge that many professionals face. They understand they need the prospect. They understand they need to reach out and make appointments and get meetings with prospective clients. But the big problem they have is, who are they going to call? They don't have a list. So today I want to give you some techniques on how to build a powerful prospect list that's going to help you get more meetings and hopefully close more sales. So first step is you need to know what a great future client looks like for you and for your business. And it's going to be different depending on the type of business you have, but there are three things you want to explore. Firstly, the demographics. These are the traits uh, of, of your particular buyer. For instance, uh, what is their title? Um, what type of industry do they operate in? Uh, how do they make their purchasing decisions or decision making? That's part of demographics. The next part is geographic. You know, are you going to be local, national, international, uh, regional? And thirdly is the psychographics. These are the beliefs and values uh, of your particular buyer or industries. So for example, if you come across someone that does not believe in using um, uh, brokers or, or they prefer to go direct, well, that's not a great psychographic. That's another sale you have to make. Or do they have a strong dip, uh, disposition to purchase from you or your firm? Um, that, that helps also. So demographics, geographics, and psychographics will help you define clearly your ideal future client. You want to write these out in bullet point format. So once you have your ideal client, you want to start now to build your database so you know what you're looking for. And there are five great sources to build a great list. The first one is trade associations. If you follow my advice in my books and in my speaking and other articles I've written, I'm a big fan of niche marketing. And many people say they're putting all their eggs in one basket. The reality is when you look at your portfolio, run your book, you're going to find things float to the surface and you're already operating certain niche markets, whether you realize it or not. So you might as well explore those even further. But every market has an association that um, they belong to. Find that association. And within that association, you're going to find other um, prospective clients. You're going to find competitors of your existing clients there that can help you build your list. I worked with someone recently um, that was targeting the food manufacturing industry. And when we looked at the association, also we found dozens of food manufacturers in there and that, you know, they helped her, this person build a great list. So trade associations. The second type of source is trigger events. And these are things that occur in the, in the marketplace or industry that could signal a need for your services. Um, so for instance, uh, natural disasters, fires and floods um, can signal a need that people need to review their coverages, people need to review their risk program. Um, similarly, the legislation changes can dictate certain types of requirements that people have and industry has. Uh, winning new customers uh, or expanding marketplaces are other trigger events. And these are very good um, indicators that there could be need for your service. And once you have a trigger event, you can then use your ideal client profile to see who qualifies, who fits that. And there you go. You have a list of names. The third one is past clients. Um, many businesses have clients that 
you no longer doing business with for a variety of reasons. They moved on, they used another supplier, they had a change of ownership, they had a, you know, just different reasons for not doing business with you. These make excellent prospects. So you wanna pull out, go back as far as you can, the last two, three, four, five, even 10 years of past clients, Reapproach these people, the situation may have changed, present new ideas. And, um, but more importantly, you might just land some new meetings. Uh, number four is previous proposals. Um, you might have submitted proposals and they didn't go ahead. Uh, this is similar to a client that you know used to do business with you. Proposal they might have choose a different provider. Um, they might have had to change the circumstances, or for whatever reason, was not able to proceed with what you proposed. Go back to these people. Uh, present fresh ideas to them. Um, you know, br uh, bring new solutions, um, research them. And the final one is past prospects. These are people that you might have met with, had an appointment with, but for whatever reason, they did not qualify. The timing was wrong, uh, price was too high, um, decision maker decided to do nothing. Approach these people, keep them on your list and approach them with your fresh ideas also. They also could become very good prospects for you. So those are five sources, trade associations, trigger events, past clients, previous proposals, and past prospects. If you put all that together, you can come up with, in some cases, hundreds of people to contact, provided they match your demographic, geographic, and psychographic, your ideal client. Next, you wanna recycle your names. Don't throw any name. When you build your list, do not throw any names off that list. That is gold. What we're building here with these five sources is your proprietary marketing system. No one else can duplicate this. And what you wanna do is redo the playbook over and over again, presenting new ideas, fresh content. So you wanna recycle your names. And here are three techniques to do that. Firstly, you wanna nurture anyone that you don't do business with, wasn't able to do business with, you know, the five sources, trade associations, trigger events, past clients, previous clients, uh, prospects and proposals. You wanna nurture these with your newsletters, um, send them articles, just really staying in touch with them periodically during the year, letting them know, hey, I'm still around and uh, and, and keep your name in front of them because you don't know when they're gonna have a need. The second thing you wanna do to recycle your name is update your CRM or contact management system. And if you're not using a contact management system to manage your sources and your list, you're not serious about prospecting. You need a good contact management system. It could be Outlook, it could be something simple. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. But you wanna be able to make sure you update this and you can grab your name. You got some place to put your names and when you have a spare few minutes, you can grab a few and send out an email, or make a phone call or whatever approach you wanna use. Thirdly, to recycle names is that you wanna present ideas from a different angle. So for instance, uh, you might have reached out to someone and you know they didn't do business with you or the idea was wrong and so forth. Go back and rework your idea and go back and reapproach them again. Wait for the trigger event. So all these other sources, trigger events, past clients, they're interconnected also. So you can wait for a different time, right timing, and just represent something from a different angle, a different approach. And that's how you recycle good names. And finally, let's talk about once you've got your list, how do you get a meeting with them? And I'll go, into, I'll go into this further in future podcasts, but here are five quick ways to get a meeting. 
and regular meetings from your list. First one is referral. This is gold standard. Um, you want to continually ask your existing clients for referrals. And when you have a list, check to see uh, if you know someone there that can provide your referral to you, provide you the introduction. You don't want to do cold calling. So you got your list built from your trade associations, trigger events, past clients. Um, some of these people may know you, some may not. Uh, see if you can get someone to introduce you. Second one is a referral from an introduction, sorry, introduction from a center of influence. This is a non-client source. You also want to check on your list, who do you know that could help you pave the way? Uh, number three, um, an existing contact. So you come across a name on your list. Uh, you want to do a quick search to see if you might have some existing contacts within the company. And once again, they, may, they can't buy from you, but they can certainly direct the traffic and introduce you possibly to the buyer. Uh, leverage social media is number four. Use LinkedIn. And out of all the social media, LinkedIn is the one you want to use. So when you have a name on your list that you've built up there, uh, run the name through LinkedIn and see which of your connections come up with. Uh, you know, that know someone there or used to work there or currently works there. And once again, make up a pave the way for you to um, open the door, get you in. And finally, when all else fails, use warm email. I'm going to talk about this further in the future in the future podcast. But warm email is really about um, finding a hot button issue and just writing a short email to your buyer and to get a meeting to request a 15 minute discussion. It's not as strong as a referral or an introduction, but when all else fails, at least you got some activity going and who knows, you know, you only need one or two of these to come off. So there you have it. Some techniques on how to build a powerful list. If you build a powerful list and systematically work it each day, two to three contacts per day, handful per week, you will continually have things moving through your pipeline. And you know what that leads to? More sales, more profits. I'm Clifton Warren. Thanks for listening.